All right, so let's talk about it. So absolute responsibility. Like, what what is absolute responsibility? Like, what, how did you learn about this? At UK, uh, the cheerleading program, uh, it's so important to them and it's so core to their beliefs and fundamentals. T. Lynn Williamson, the advisor, uh, would read it to us. Um, and we had our own copy and we had to read it uh, to each other um, every year uh, during camp when you're getting to know one another. And it's a full page, uh, four or five paragraphs of a vow, a commitment essentially of you accepting absolute responsibility for your actions, your performance, uh, and your representation. And essentially, uh, a lot of people, I think use victim or non-victim, uh, don't be a victim, uh, is probably the street term for what UK used uh, for absolute responsibility. And if I could really just cut it out into layman's terms, the world doesn't owe you shit. So don't, don't be a beggar. Producers never respect beggars. Uh, <laughs> that might be a little harsh and a little candid, but, <laughs> but that little, two word segment of absolute responsibility. Uh, it's only two words, but the meaning behind it is so heavy. And when you accept that, and when you accept absolute responsibility for anything coming to you in your life, whether that's, um, your financial situation, your job, your job performance, your happiness, uh, your fitness, you get a sense of power. Uh, and you get the ability mentally to accept that you can change this mm -hmm. if you make a plan and you just start because, mm -hmm. because you can do it. You can, no one else can, and no one else cares. No one else in the world cares. Uh, the only time they care was when you were a kid and they needed to get you out of their classroom, uh, to, to move you under the next grade. That's the only time they care. After that, you're on your own. And when you accept that reality of absolute responsibility, you can move mountains for yourself and your goals and your happiness and anything that you're looking for. Mm. Uh, that's freaking huge. I think the, cause you go back to, remember you were saying, uh, what was it? Uh, analysis paralysis, right? And uh, which I think mm -hmm. kind of correlates to this. Cause if you have the, uh, cause this is a mindset thing, right? This is simply a mindset adoption, correct? It's Absolutely. It's how you're viewing the world. So with analysis paralysis, if you will, or like quote unquote victim mentality, uh, we, which we've all experienced, uh, you know, uh, we've all battled it. Uh, you overthink and then you get into a space of like, well, I want to do this, but this is in my way or this is stopping me or I got to pay for this or I don't have enough this or I don't have enough resources, blah, 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 blah. And it's just stacks up like it's forever. And then you never start because you're like, this is exhausting. I can't even move this if I wanted to. Uh, but with this mindset shift, we're talking about, okay, yes, those obstacles exist. Uh, but I'm owning this right now, right? The outcome, good, bad, or indifferent, I own it, right? Yeah. And that the whole thing of, oh, well, it's bad luck. Uh, oh, well, this president's in office. How the economy is doing bad? It's terrible. Like, uh, I can't fix anything. 
that uh, to an individual, to a one person life, uh, rarely does that have any effect on you and your performance, your mentality at all. Um, you got to accept it. You got to accept where you are and what you want to do. And uh, when you, that power that you get out of accepting where you are and that you're the only one that can change your performance uh, is, is freedom. That acceptance is freedom yeah. to your ability to improve. Yeah. It's an empower. It's an empowerment because I mean, what you're saying. Because like, I always, I always do this when I'm thinking about things. Because I'm always trying to change my mindset and like evolve it, you know. And uh, when I reflect on things, and 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 if it might be a specific situation, uh, I look at it from like two lenses. I'm like, all right, well, I could look at it this way, and I could look at it that way, and then it just becomes a strategy choice. So to tie it into what you're saying, uh, if I want to start something and I go in my head, all right, well, you could start this, but it's going to cost X amount of dollars. I don't even have this, whatever I need certification. Uh, the economy is terrible. Uh, the government's getting in my way with all this paperwork, yada, yada, yada. Uh, that's one mentality view or perspective view. And then I'm like, all right, well, I could have another one, right. That accepts those things, uh, but decides to navigate around them. Uh, you know, so I'm always looking at the two. I'm like, I could operate this way. I could operate that way. Uh, Absolutely. I tend to evaluate it based on like when I see those things in my head. Uh, I actually got this trick from a therapist I used to see, Chris, that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, that if you close your eyes and almost evaluate the two different approaches, because uh, I do simplify them into strategies. I'm like, all right, you just got a choice on how you approach this. Uh, which one makes you feel more energized? Like one makes you feel kind of bogged down and tired and the other one makes you feel uplifted. And obviously that's what oh, yeah. you want to go with, right? And there's tricks to identify people that know this mindset and not. And uh, going to business, if something goes wrong in business or we do an AAR, after action review, and we're like, okay, so this was the goal, this was the uh project that we had, it didn't go according to plan, or maybe it did, but um, let's say for this example, it didn't go according to plan. You're sitting around a table and you ask, why didn't this work? You're going to have two types of people in that room. Half of them will probably say, well, we, and the other half will say, well, they, or well, it. Mm. And the ones that said, well, we, they're accepting absolute responsibility and they're immediately looking at internal things that they could fix. Cause that's all that fucking matters. No, I, I agree. I mean, when you're saying things like this didn't work cause they did this, they're doing that. The industry's doing this. The economy's doing this. It just feels weak. Like when I say it, it feels yeah. weak. But it's easy to say, and it's easy to get into. Um, and, you know, this works on soft things, not just uh, tangible things um, like a fitness goal or a business uh, project. I've talked to you about um, an exercise that I do for myself, my board of life directors. Mm -hmm. um, do yeah. you remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. And that was a, a shot to the face for me. Um where I draw an oval on a piece of paper and I put however many lines shooting off it. And that oval on the piece of paper symbolizes a, a board table. Uh, and then I write in the names of, if I could hire a board of directors for my life, I write in their names. Uh, so my dad was on it and this could, they could be uh, living or, or deceased. 
uh, grandpa, dad, um, my uncle, uh, you, uh, my mom, um, whoever at time has a lot of influence in who you are and, uh, characters, people mm-hmm. that you would take advice from. And then right next to their name, you want to write, uh, if a reporter came up to them and said, tell me about Chris Rodonis. What do you want them to say about you? If they uh, if they ask them, hey, who is this person? Um, and you got to write in what you want them to say. Uh, and then after you finish that, the next exercise is, all right, now a reporter does come up to those people and they say, tell me about uh, Joe Rodonis uh, or Chris Rodonis or whoever the board is. What would they actually say? And you have to really look internally and what interactions have I had with this person to make them say what I want them to say. And when you realize and you, you write down, there's a difference there and you accept that you're the only one that can close that gap and change that gap. You start being the person that you want to be. Yeah. Uh, and and in your personality and you can change personal tendencies. Mm -hmm which is so powerful. And I did this exercise when I lived in Charlotte. And honestly, looking back on the timing of this, when I did that was a huge catalyst for me changing the direction for my entire life. It put me down a totally different path. Cause Absolutely. Because you, you start, what I, what I remember with it that I thought was really cool was you, um, that I would say, with any really venture that you're going down, I think when you're starting a new career or if you're trying to just transform yourself in small ways or big ways, right? I I think it's all the same. Uh, You almost embody it before, right? So like you and I have talked about this. Like if you want to be a CEO, you start acting and carrying yourself like a CEO now, not when you have the title, like you do it now, like you embody it. You are that now. Absolutely. Right. So you don't wait till you get it. So like, what, what are you before that? You, you, you need the title to be told that you are this. It's like carry yourself accordingly. So I remember looking back and just being like, all right, if I want to work in this field, uh, what do the best in that field do? Right. If you look at, you know, so that's what you do. So I'm like, let me start reading the books that align with this. Let me start listening to the podcasts that align with this. Let me See if I can talk a little bit differently, analyze my own internal dialogue. How, how would this person, this version of me handle this situation? And you just do it. You just start acting that way now. Absolutely. And, and then you start analyzing and being able to see the energy that you're giving off and the interactions that you're giving off to other people when you're with them. And you start, well, I remember I wanted one where I wanted uh, my uncle uh, Keith uh, to notice me as someone that knows world news, uh, that's successful in his career and mm-hmm. um, well read and well well spoken. And then I realized all I do is see him on family holidays where I'm getting drunk. Right. <laughs> yep. The big difference. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how you how you interact with people is such a is such a big deal, uh, especially when you talk about like the course of your life. Uh, and I don't want it to be underestimated because you, I mean, you go back to absolute responsibility and the exchanges that you get back 
are a direct reflection of what you gave, right? Like what your energy, what, not even just what you say, like what your energy is in that moment, like your state of mind, your whole aura and being in a room impacts the response that you get from people. Like I, I have noticed that heavy because when I'm, when I'm teaching a training class, if I'm having a bad day, right. And let's just say I'm not in a good mood. I've been in that room teaching a class and I'm not doing anything right. That quote unquote puts me in a bad mood or makes me seem in a bad mood, but the class will respond. Like the group of people will respond and their energy may be low. Right. So I've learned that it's like wherever I'm at, I got to be conscious of the energy I'm shooting out to be able, because if yep. I want good energy back, I have got to send it out. Absolutely. Just doesn't work the other way. So that's when it, it, I, I like this concept of vassal responsibility. Cause I mean, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, what's the contrast, right? I mean, the contrast just doesn't seem very beneficial. So, uh, you choose to adopt this strategy, uh, and it does empower you. And, um, and then I think good things just come back to you and you're kind of more conscious about, how you're showing up to the world. Uh, and if you're not showing up the way you want, then at least you have the, um, the ownership and the ability to, to make changes, right? It's not just some, ah, shit, the world's just shitting on me today. It's like, well, maybe there's something you're vibing out right now. You know, maybe it's you a little bit. (laughs) That's it. Absolute responsibility. It'll change your life. (laughs) Well, thanks man. I appreciate that. That was a good deep dive. Um, anything you want to add to that? Any final no, thoughts? that's it. No, uh, I feel good about that one. Beautiful, man. <laughs> well, thanks for episode two with Chris Rodonis. I appreciate that. Man. <laughs> <laughs>